Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. I'm your host, Rudo, joined by AJ and Blaze, as the Colorado Avalanche are officially in the playoffs. Nobody can take that away from nope. them. They have punched! <laughs> no, no asterisk either by the clinched. They should have been the first guys to do it. They should have, but it doesn't matter when you clinch. It's just that you clinch. This that graphic is just so beautiful. That's why I'm keeping it up it for a little that's longer. Fine. It is a truly beautiful We'll just graphic. keep it there all show. Yeah, it's better. It's it better. Up. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I'm good with this. This is, this is golden. <laughs> Look. Look, if you're, a fa- if you're a fan of a team that's not punched a ticket to the to the postseason, you're not welcome in chat tonight. Uh, you gotta go. Oh, you bye-bye. Gotta go. See you later. Goodbye, Ian. <laughs> Goodbye, <laughs> Max. Bye, you. <laughs> I don't know who else. We is, will see yeah. you guys tomorrow afternoon, but <laughs> unless your team has an X there, you've got to uh, we're X about to get the chat. Oh, oh. About to get invaded by Vegas fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All the, all the Sinbin guys show up and they're like, hey. What's up? How's it going? And it's like, we'll, we'll get to y'all. <laughs> Dr. Dubs on a night where... I won't speak for Chad. I'll speak for us. I don't think expectations were particularly high coming off of the break. Nope. So Especially after the start as well. Yeah. <laughs> a predictably sloppy first period from Colorado that... It, look, there was no chemistry. I don't know what you want me to say. That there, Nobody on the ice knew where anybody was going to be in that period. At least the Blues were in the same situation, though. Yeah, they were not pretty. <laughs> that was not a pretty hockey game for no. them either, by any means. So, <laughs> that's yeah, I hockey? Mean, I don't <laughs> that's Blues hockey, though. Yeah, true. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, this was a sloppy avalanche game. The Blues are like, oh, this was just another day at the office. <laughs> <laughs> it Look, I... Five and one against the Blues. Five Ooh. and one against the Blues. Eighteen one and two in their last twenty-one, including the pause. It's basically everyone that they've played. It's this, you know, large number followed by small number. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> With you count the empty netter, and they get to four goals again for I think it's like the ninth time in their last eleven games or something ridiculous. <sighs> the yeah. team is good at the hockey. Yeah, I they're think. pretty. Right, I mean. I think that is what I would say about the Colorado Avalanche right now. No, make it a tiny crown. <laughs> tiny crown. Yeah. We're watching crown. Allie put together graphics right tiny now. Tiny crown. No. Put jorts on him. <laughs> That's going to take way too long. People want. don't know what. I'll show the people what you're seeing real quick <laughs> so they kind of understand a little more. half finished king of the game graphic. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted a tiny crown. Dude, Fine, I, mean, I will give you a tiny crown. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. It's, it's beautiful. Wait, you oh. have to like let the people... Chat, you'll see it soon. You don't have to show it now. They'll see it soon enough. Uh, guess, guess who it is. <laughs> Let's play that game. <laughs> um, As put themselves in a hole early. Early penalty. Yeah, they immediately give up the power play goal. Our conversation pregame was they're either going to come out with too much energy, and do something stupid, or they're going to and they're going to take a penalty in the first few minutes. AJ literally said they'll take a penalty in the first two minutes. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, minute forty-eight in. Yeah, (laughs) and it it was either that or they were just gonna. It was going to be like one of those. 
the abs are on the, sludge the, they're on zoomies again. Yeah. You know, where that is they a great just, way to they describe just bury that. a team in energy. Yeah. They've got the zoomies. And it was not the zoomies, it was the no. stupids. Yeah. And <laughs> it burned them, but it didn't end up I mean, look, sneaking sneaking that, that game tying goal at the end of the first period. Yep. Like that's a perfect period for the blues. They're up one nothing. They've they've done a decent job. They haven't let the Avs get any momentum really. They've kept them off the board. Like they're they're chilling. They're going into yeah. the first intermission feeling good and sexy about themselves. And then in the <laughs> last thirty seconds, they cough up a puck. You know, Tyson Jost makes a great individual play. Finds Sod. Sod beats Jordan Bennington. You're tied. Boom. You're yeah. tied going in, like into first that was intermission great... and just changes the whole trajectory of the game. Yeah. That was a great goal, too. Got Bennington to open up. A little backhand through the fiver. Tried it again later, fiver. and ben Bennington was like, I'm not doing it this time. <laughs> <laughs> if you're scoring on me, you're scoring somewhere else. You're yeah. not putting it through me again. <laughs> and that, look, I think this is the story of a lot of this game for the Avalanche, as it wasn't necessarily pretty, but they outshot the Blues in every period. They got the better of the Blues in this, at least the second two periods. Yeah. They... One nothing is the score of the second period. Two to one is the score of the third period. Yep. When you count the empty netter, and they got the job done. Whether it wasn't the raw, unbridled dominance that <laughs> in the middle of their hot streak that we've seen, where teams just straight up cannot hang with them. Definitely. But if you also look at their five v five numbers, they're yep. a lot better. Yep. Yeah. Like when they were at even strength, they were just fine. It was that they kept... Especially end of the second, start of the third period. Oh, my they gosh. Just, they couldn't get out of their own way. Yeah, they just kept doing dumb things to to put themselves down a man. Just kept opening up the door and fighting them to wander on in. Come on in. Tie this game. <laughs> Let's tie it up. Let's do it. You know, but... And that's been their MO lately. In the last uh, few games, you know, yeah. where they, they've let teams been. back in by doing taking dumb penalties when they got to be a little bit more disciplined in that third period. Should we just should Definitely we get the, the penalty kill conversation out of the way then? Because <sighs> it was a problem before the break. It comes back in. I think it's pretty yeah. evident they that they give, up a, they give up a power play goal three minutes into the return to play. <laughs> they, well, they drop Patrick Nemeth into this power play, and it's clear despite, look, yes, he was part of the avalanche a couple years ago. He doesn't know the systems yeah. yet. It's very, very obvious that... The time off, they couldn't get on the ice with him, and he is not in the systems yet. They just kind of dropped him in. Yeah. So. Yeah. I will also say that the first half of that first PK was awesome. Yeah, until well, it wasn't. We're, we're St. Louis just kept giving him the puck, and it was like, what in the world is going on here? That was more St. Louis than the abs, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was all St. Louis, but it was like... What's going on? This the, is so weird. That was what, the reverse in their own zone. Oh, yeah. That's right. To Nichushkin, like, what are you doing? Nichushkin's like, y'all for real? What the hell? <laughs> yeah. It was definitely a weird game. The Blues did not look great. Put it that way. Yeah. Um, the PK is probably the biggest problem, at least for the skaters right now. I think it's the biggest concern. It's yeah. the only concern unit that's is not a better word. Yeah, it's the only unit that's not just humming. Yeah, because you look at the power play and like even 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 with the 
I mean, look at the even with the power play not scoring on yeah. every on every attempt, or even honestly, even looking good on every attempt. When it looks good and it can happen in the blink of an eye. Look at the power plays at the end of this game. man. When the team started to click more and the puck movement was just out of control. Especially the second unit on the last power play where it's just flying around. Gerard and Kadri and you're just like, oh my gosh, this is... (laughs) This is what it's supposed to look like. This feels good. Yep. And it took it took Bennington playing well. Good read, good saves. Yep. It yep. Do, does his job. For sure. But the abs, it, what's different, I mean, when you're shooting the puck and you're moving the puck like that, you're forcing a goaltender to do their job. Yeah. And that's such a big difference with some of their power plays where they just haven't been. It's my biggest, my biggest complaint is always that when their power play sucks, it lacks urgency. Yep. They're so casual about everything. You, you watch them pass it around the perimeter for 45 seconds, and Makar takes a wrist shot from the point that goes right to the goalie's chest. And yeah. you're like, what is this? What What was the point? Yeah. yeah, and that's even if the thing gets through. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of force in the puck through this. They're, they're just trying to make it happen when there's mm. nothing there. Yep. Well, and they'll, they'll all stand around, and it becomes yeah. it becomes a feedback loop, right? Yeah. Where they stand around, and they nobody's creating anything. They're waiting for somebody else to be the guy that's going to do it. And then when you see a different, the other unit come out on the ice and they're humming, they're moving around and they're doing things and they're creating. And you're like, where's the sense of urgency? You know, like, no. but to see it from that unit, I, I really just don't have, I don't have many power play complaints, to be honest. It, yeah. It's, and this it's is- scoring goals. It's generating right. chances. Not every single attempt is looks amazing. But guess what? That's true of every single team in the NHL. I saw some guy tweet that earlier today. <laughs> Tell me somebody that's not uh, upset about their team's yeah. power play. And, and oh, by the way, Miko not playing. Yeah, tonight. yeah. Well, and off big. their off their top power play unit, no Miko Ranton, no Jonas Donskoy. Yep. It was and you can you can argue about the. Efficacy, the the, the, the importance, <laughs> yeah, the value, the value between those two players is obviously very different. Sure, Rantanen is a key. Yes, <laughs> one of the three. Like you have to have this guy be, to be successful. Yeah. Uh, but uh, with Donskoy, like the downgrade from Donskoy to Comfort is legitimate. Well, I mean, the other side of it is. You lose Miko Rantanen and Andre Burakovsky scores two goals with the top line. <laughs> so, yep. And so you're at that point. I mean, you're just chilling. Yeah, exactly right. You are just chilling. Um, does Nathan McKinnon's point streak count? Does it continue yeah. despite the pause? Yeah. Oh, for sure. It does. All right. It's actually more impressive that he can do it over just having the pause. Fair enough. No arguments for me on, on that one. <laughs> yeah, they had four goals tonight, and he had three points. Was it two or three? I don't know. I thought it was. Yeah, no, uh, he got the empty net point. You're right. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was an assist the on that one. The secondary on the empty net. Yeah. yeah. He was so, the one that got it out of the zone. He good. Yeah. You know, it's it's been interesting to see because you don't think of, like, you think end of game, face off, defensive aces. And it's why Belmar's out there right. with, with Landeskog and, and McKinnon. And, McKinnon. <laughs> and then randomly, yeah, very, very interesting makeup of a lineup there for sure. But um, look, I don't, we'll have more negatives, I think, to say about the abs tonight, which we'll get to. But you win your return to play four to two against 
a team in St. Louis that is dying for points. Yes. Yeah. So coming into tonight, St. Louis has had four games in hand on Arizona, I believe. It was a three or four. It yeah, was, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was three or four. I thought I thought it was four, but anyway, it's essentially this the the next three games with the Abs. Yep. The Abs can basically erase those and put themselves in better position. To While both win the division St. Louis and yeah. ha- and help Arizona out, <laughs> which is in their best interest. Right, like, for look, sure. Colorado is now five and one against the Blues this year. They finished six one and one against Arizona. Let's not necessarily pretend here <laughs> like the Abs are 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 losing sleep over any potential <laughs> opponent out west. Yeah. The only one that's making them nervous is Vegas, and that's not a first round option. Yep. So, I think I think right now, like, they 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 have their own race, but they're also helping themselves with every Blues who, loss. Who do you think they prefer to play though in that first round? I, let's be real; they're going to prefer Arizona. It's Arizona, hundred percent. Why? Because they're not as physical, right? Well, and and not even just that, but I mean, like these games, the games against Arizona are particularly close. Yeah, that's true. Like the Abs are now five and one, and I think I think. Three of the games, four of the games have been one goal games. They're squeaking them out in third yeah. periods. And like <laughs> some of this is a little like the abs the abs are up three one with five minutes to and go. They gear it down. The sure. abs the abs have a four one lead going into the third period in the last game. Like the blues tighten the game up at the end, but it's not, you know. Yeah. It's it's but like the abs the abs are protecting leads here. Yeah. For so. sure. And look, the reality is the playoffs are a grueling effort and the easiest path to success matters. It makes your life easier if you're the Avs, if you have to go through particularly a team like Arizona as opposed to St. Louis, because what happens if you roll into May and St. Louis starts to get healthy? What is that team really? Well, and this, I mean, St. Louis is getting healthy. Uh, like, they're this, starting to. They're they're like Colton Pareko was their biggest loss. He's back. Tarasenko was their was their biggest loss up front. He's back. Yep. Like them missing Robert Thomas is a bummer, but like this is not this is not a transformational loss yeah. for them. It hurts them because they need all hands on deck. They yeah. are a they are scored a, by committee exactly. team. Exactly. Yep. That's that's how they that's how they win. But if Robert Thomas is the difference between them winning a first round series against Colorado or them missing the postseason, they have the thinnest margin of error. Yeah, Robert Thomas yeah. is not good enough True to be enough. that big of a difference. True enough. So and and the other thing is here is this is this is now what the third game in a row that Colorado so. has beaten. I think so. Uh, three of the last four. Here's Mbop. Three of the last four. They're, they've beaten they've beaten the Blues with a backup goaltender. Yeah. Grubauer has played one of these games. Wow. Yep. You because Jonas Johansson beat him in the first beat Bennington yep. in the first of the back to back. And now Dubnik has won in St. Louis twice in a row. I love how That's he right. has to pause mid rant. Here's Mbop. <laughs> you, you were asking me before I know, the show started. I know, I know, but and it started up, and I was like, oh, "Hands vibes." We have a few super chats, real quick. Oh. Thank you very much for the super chats. Yes, thank you. Just Spence with your them. usual. Can't can't see it. Um, it says super win. chat. Good luck, everyone else. Is what he said. <laughs> then we have 
Cout uh, Freed. Yeah, well, I don't think we'll have a ton to say about Cout, but we'll get to him in a minute. And yeah. then um, we've got... Do you think the abs are still missing Andreas Martinson's physicality? <laughs> I'm going to assume that's a meme. <laughs> got $5. No. Thanks yeah, for the yeah. super chat. No, and I don't know what still means. <laughs> I don't. They they traded that guy for a guy who came in and scored, I think, 14 points in 18 games to end the season. Yep. And then, Sven, yeah. and then uh, also a guy who, while he was working his way down the lineup and blah, 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 blah. Also scored a game-winning playoff goal for them the next the next postseason, <laughs> while Andreas Martinson was fighting for his NHL life in Chicago. So I don't know that still would be appropriate. Here's my cold take that nobody remembers is that Dennis Everberg was better than Martinson ever was. <laughs> Do you remember that like wave of Euros? Yep. Like when they went out and they were like Everberg and Martinson and Borna Rendelich. Yep. All right, one. And it was like people were so excited about Borna Rendelich, the first Croatian yep. ever in the NHL, and he started the year extremely poorly. next to <laughs> next to Miko Rantanen yeah. in his rookie season. Yeah, it was it was like Rendelich, Soderberg, and Rantanen, <laughs> and it was the worst line. Awful, yeah. It was so bad because Rantanen was on the left side where he didn't belong. Well, he and was so playing right. like pseudo center. Yeah. yeah. Well, he played. He played center. On, he played fourth line center his second yeah. time with the Avs. Yeah. In those because th- he got six games. Yep. And then three games later in the year, but he started the year with Morna Rendelich yep. <laughs> and Carl Soderberg. Imagine Carl Soderberg drops into the Avs and he's like, "What the? <laughs> like Morna Rendelich and I? God, this is not Boston." And then he leaves and comes back to this. <laughs> Dude, life, life is coming at Carl Soderbergh super fast. Is that super chat from Joey very nice? <sighs> All right, pink, pink king or pinking? There we go. Um, Avs average three point six five goals per game before today's game. They are hard to stop. Teams need better defense to stop them. Or Avs have an off night. Yeah, they regularly score four plus since they got yeah. hot. Like, yeah, get better on defense, other teams. <laughs> <laughs> the Avs are the Avs are they. Throughout this entire season, like since not the entire season, but basically since the, the switch flipped, yeah, yeah. and they, they went from struggling to banana pants. They were like eleven, they, seven, and one, and then decided they didn't want to lose games yeah, anymore. Well, let's go yeah. boat racing. <laughs> yeah, I think I think they were eleven, seven, and one, and if you find they're now thirty-one, nine, and four, yeah, it's and you're just like, huh. <laughs> Would not have expected they got to 30 wins before 10 regulation losses. Yeah. <laughs> After an 11 and 7 and 1 start. 11, 7, I think it was, it was right in there. Yeah. I was looking at that today. I was like, is that 9? Yeah. 9? The only really? team with single-digit regulation yeah. losses left. It's out of control, man. Yeah, but like for a while now, they've been the top suppression team. Yeah. While their offense has just like been climbing the charts. There's like up and up and up and up. The last three weeks have been like, oh, the Avs defense hasn't been good because they're giving up 25 shots a game (laughs) instead of less than 20. Right. Like, and, and if you go back, I think the lowest in the last, I think the lowest team average in the last like 12 years or so was Boston in the lockout shortened season. I think they gave up 25.1 shots per game. And it's like, the Avs have been right in that range for two months now. 
And maybe, you know, maybe they, they just give up enough shots on goal to, to get out of that range where you're like, oh, my God. This is the best suppression team in 15 years. But they're still the best suppression team currently in the NHL. Yep. While also boasting an elite offense. The biggest question everybody has is, can they stop the puck? And right now, like, Devin Dubnik has just rolled on into Colorado and been completely fine. Yeah. He has gifted two goals to the Blues in, in his two games, and it hasn't mattered. Yep. He gave a goofy-ass one up off the back wall, and then that soft as charming shit tonight. Yeah, that off was his blocker. Yeah, like, he gets, like, 85% of and still finds his way in, and they survive it. Yep. No problem. They just... All right, well, now they're going to pull their goaltender and they're going to get all desperate. <laughs> Nothing happened. They pulled the goalie. The they abs, never they the never get threatened. a frozen puck. They win a faceoff and they throw get it into the empty the, net. Like, they get it into it and before ever before anything gets tense, it's a two-goal game again and you're just we're just moving on. Yep. <laughs> and I just I said to somebody on Twitter, they said, "What how are you feeling about tonight?" And I'm like, "Look, the last 10 years of Avs hockey has scarred me." <laughs> like I'm, I'm expecting that, bad things right. because this is where logically a bad thing would happen, predictably. But there this were, is a special group yeah. that does special things, it, and like we, we can't just necessarily take for granted what they did tonight. They, they, this was an uphill battle. There was, here was the vibe at the DNVR bar upstairs. There were 15 minutes left in the third period, and both AJ and I were like, here it comes. Here we go. And then a couple minutes later, Nathan McKinnon goes down on the forecheck, forces a turnover, bang, bang, play, Landeskog, Burakovsky, it's 3-1, and the Avs are chilling. Yeah, they like, got to 3-1, and you and I were both like, well, this is done now. Yeah, exactly. They made it 3-2, and you and I were both like, this is still done. Yep. yep. They just don't lose these games like they used to. Yeah. You know, it, oh, well, could it be cleaner? Sure. sure. Yeah. But at the end of the day, do you care that you that it was 3-1 or 4-2? No. You do not. <laughs> the only thing that you would care about that would be the goal differential. But the goal differential stayed the same. Yep. So you do not care about it, and you're just moving on. Sim that simple, Blaze? That simple. I mean, they, the Avs got better throughout that game, too. They did. That's they the best thing about it. They absolutely did. It's Some dumb penalties there at the end of the second, going into the third. That was Cleaned the thing I didn't like. Bednar was a, lot a little of, pissy going yeah, into the locker room. Happy. Did, you, pissy. did you see the sassy man stomp back to that locker room? <laughs> I'm sure he did one of these when he got in there too, like the, you know through slick the hair, back. slick back. He probably, like, come he on, probably boys. goes into like the coach's room for a minute, cools he, like, down, like <laughs> throws, <laughs> throws some water on his face, and then aqua and then velva. Both of them, both of them, and then does the with the eyebrows. I hope and he that, looks in the mirror and he's like, "All right, Betsy." Give him the hard <laughs> truth. They have uh, they have Nolan Pratt open the door for him, and he does the blue steel out of the door. That's right. Like, yeah. That's right. He's not he's not pulling any letter. Kenny's coming into the locker room. It's a <laughs> Kicks a trash can. Yeah, that's the funniest part about that scene. I don't know. I, I definitely have told this story on this podcast before, <laughs> but the funniest part about that scene where the coach kicks the trash can and yells it's yeah, fucking yeah, embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is that uh, we were one of when Bruce Boudreaux was still coaching in Minnesota. After one of their games, 
JJ, Jerez, and I are standing there outside the opposing team locker room, waiting for the abs to open theirs up because where they stopped us just happened to be outside of it. And there was a trash can holding open the Ducks locker room door. And Bruce Boudreaux comes by, the, the Wilds door, sorry. Yeah, yeah. And he comes by and he full on <laughs> kicks his <laughs> thing into the wall across the hall. Says it was fucking embarrassing. <laughs> And it was just like amazing. And it was just like like and the show like was not there at that point. Like that <laughs> yeah. scene hadn't been filmed yet. Yeah. And so it, when I saw it later on, I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> JJ and I lived this." <laughs> it was so funny. Oh, that's awesome. That is so awesome. Uh, we take our first period break on that note as we are brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. The number one rated sportsbook app out there. You can get 26 to 1 odds. Bet $5, win 130 on UFC 261. You bet know on either fighter to take home the belt in the main event. Closer if they skulls. win, you get 130 bucks. It's just that easy. Jump on it right now. They also have amazing odds boosts on any sport you can imagine every single day, whether it be hockey, basketball, football, soccer, baseball, cycling, tennis, table tennis, uh, European bowling. bowling. Yeah, sure. Robot. Robot oh, drone oh, racing. racing. <laughs> drum drum racing? No, drone racing. Oh, oh. yeah, drone Dude, racing. Drone racing is so crazy you to know, watch. One of those cats one. is from Fort Who Collins. Who were we talking to earlier about all the things Kronky has taken? He has a stake in drone racing, too. Uh, the man. DRL? Yeah, the Drone Racing League on yeah. uh, NBCSN is in. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's so wild to watch, dude. Dude, it's way better than those car shows that I never know what's going the on. The concept of, like, <laughs> they put on the headset and do the first-person view drone racing, that's Dude, crazy. It makes me sick. <laughs> I can't actually... All right, well, so does 144 frames per second also makes you sick. Okay, so. well, that's coming That's coming from peasant life. <laughs> it no longer makes me sick. It was just a two-day adjustment to 144 hertz, okay? <laughs> It's a natural thing. Uh-huh. It would have been way worse had that monitor been curved. Oh, yeah. That would have been way worse. Well, when uh, your monitors make you sick, make sure to get them insured because you don't want to puke all over them and ruin them and not have a replacement. So head on over to Gabby Insurance. It's true. I think we call that a warranty. But, yeah. Same thing. It's, yeah. It's monitor insurance. Is We'll call it a warranty. Yeah. Gabby.com slash DNVR. That's G-A-B-I dot com slash DNVR to check them out. A bunch of us here at DNVR have saved hundreds of dollars on our home and auto insurance with them. The average user saves $961. So it's worth checking them out. It's worth saving a ton of money. Blaze's partner there, uh, D-Line, saved something like It's funny that his name is D-Line. Yeah. Eric. Everyone knows him as D-Line. I know. Eric. Eric. Eric sounds like such a peasant name. D-Line feels That's, so D-Line. Like, imagine if y'all started just calling me Nathan on the show. <laughs> hey. Hey. When we raid and your friends call you Nate. Yeah. Oh, when like, I say Nathan Rudolph, when I'm saying like, about the breakdown, like it's weird. Who's that? <laughs> yeah, they'll be like, oh, Nate, do you have a thing? And I'm like, who the f- who is Nate? Totsy. Yeah, that's because I just call him Totsy. Yeah. <laughs> you guys called him that, like, in real life. They came yeah. to hang out after for a game. Yeah. And they were referring to him as Totsy. And I was like, this is so wild. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, head to Gabby.com slash DNVR. Save yourself some money. Use that save money to sign up for an annual subscription. 
get a DNVR membership. Join us in the DNVR lounge where we're always talking hockey. We got all sorts of other channels too. Of course, all of the sports, but TV, music, whatever other thing Eric just made a channel for today. I don't know. He's constantly making D- I'm, channels. Excuse me, D-line. Yeah, right. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, DNVR membership. Get a free shirt. Get a free hat. Uh, but Kayla left. She was sporting the, the Four Norsemen shirt, and it is beautiful in person. It, it is so great yeah. in person. Yeah, come model the shirt. Yeah. Let's go. We need to. We need the shirt. I just heard a voice can. in the darkness beyond yeah, the lights. Yeah, the you lights are so anything. bright. I didn't even know she was back there. Yeah, look at <laughs> there it. It's it is. Beautiful. Yeah, beautiful this is. It's amazing. <laughs> if you haven't bought one yet, now is the time. Everyone needs one. It's so. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Jump on it. Join the DNVR fam while you're at it. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast, presented by that DraftKings sportsbook. Should Boys. we do King of the Game? Yes, King oh, of the yeah, Game. Let's go. No one knows what it's going to be. Tiny Crown. No let's go and take a guess. Tiny oh, Crown. Tiny Crown. Two goals. Berkey. Three shots. Throws in a hit. Andre Burkowski <laughs> stepping up to the top line, getting the job done. I need a Tiny Crown IRL. Well, <laughs> it's not really tiny. It's just that he's so giant. It just looks small. That's... This, just, is that what happens? Bro. Boost Brudrow kicks the trash can, walks into the locker room, is like, "All right, player of the game," holds up a tiny <laughs> little crown. <laughs> yes, that's, a, that's what a tiny crown is. You're it's not a wrong. Yeah, you're not wrong. It's the snipe Sally Queen. Oh jeez. <laughs> oh goodness. Oh jeez. Oh jeez. <laughs> Dude, Bender's doing his presser right now, or they're oh. airing the presser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just looked up, and he didn't blink. Or move <laughs> for like four solid seconds, and I still legit thought right it was, now. I thought it was frozen. Bednar is uh, is a robot confirmed. Yeah. Yes. He's built to coach hockey games. Yeah. Well, tonight finally got the milestone that the universe yeah. has yeah. been trying yeah. really hard to prevent. They're, they they did not <laughs> want him. Yeah. The, now the uh, longest tenured longest tenured Avalanche head coach ever. Yep. I'd love to see the stats on his tenure as well. They, it's got to be outrageous. It, it goes from 60 losses to uh, they have a 95-point season, I believe a 90 a 90 or 92-point season. I can't actually remember which one they finished on. Oh, it was 92. 92, yeah. Because then last year they were at 90 with 10 games to go. And they just and said, there was a certain it. there was yeah. a certain dipshit that works for a radio station here in town. <laughs> oh, my God. Who was like, who was like, oh. They got worse again. <laughs> Avs fans, Avs fans want to tell me that it's progress, but that number is lower than that number. <laughs> With seventy-one games. Hey, play. the guy just wins yeah. at every level, right? So yeah, every level the, and the e- and the hair game. He wins at the hair game as ECHL well. ECHL championship, yep. AHL championship. Now chasing down a president's trophy. Yep. Very John Cooper-esque. It's very well, cool, yeah. And we don't have the exact numbers, but we were talking about this tonight, too. It took him three years to get back to 500 after that first year. Yeah, 60 losses. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot to overcome. Well, and you remember that that year, too, right? It was just like, all like, because Wa just like quit right before training camp yeah, started. Speaking of yeeting. Yeeting. <laughs> yeah, yeeted. Yeah, yeeted out <laughs> hardcore. And then all of a sudden it was like, he like Here's looked Jared at the Benner. Avs roster, and then he looked at like a brochure of golf courses in Florida, well, and was like, "Girl, bye." <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
As he was like holding a picture of Nick Holden, like. <laughs> he, he had he actually he had like one of those little like uh, lockets. Yeah, and he had a picture of Nick Holden yeah. in the locket <laughs> while he was playing golf all winter that year. <laughs> Amazing, <laughs> but but for real, congratulations to Jared. Um, I think earned it, dude. And yeah. to survive sixty, a, yeah, to survive a forty-eight point season. Just to survive that was like and more of a testament to Sackick than anything else, but to have consistently gotten better every year. Well, like, and that's the re- the exciting reality is he's the longest tenured, and the end of that isn't coming anytime soon, barring weird things happening. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Oh, the atmosphere in here is just great. How, how tiny can you make it? Yeah. <laughs> hey, careful where you're going with that. Oh, well, thing. I'm trying to move it, don't you see? If you're looking to a place to put your tiny grass. <laughs> no, Rudo, no. Don't ruin it. It was cute. Honestly, you should you should give that tiny crown to Jokic. Yeah, he's put, the MVP. Oh, that's true. Oh, I've got money on that, too. I've got a lot of long-term you're bets gonna, that are looking, you're win that looking good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Look no. at that king now back I can't there. See I mean, it. so Jokic is the should be the runaway NBA MVP. It shouldn't be no, close. Like no yeah. offense to my to my deep deep love of Joel Embiid, <laughs> the Kansas Jayhawk alum. Mmm. Love love Embiid. They Jokic is the runaway winner. But. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. Is Nathan McKinnon continuing to just make mm. this interesting? We, we we said on yesterday's show. Yeah, I was kind of suffering from fever dreams. Yes, yesterday, I, so, I was aware. Yes, uh, I don't really remember anything that happened on yesterday's pod. <laughs> Outside of we we briefly talked about how the award should be pretty straightforward. Yep, McDavid's kind McDavid, of run away yeah. with the heart this year. I still think we're there. But has it, McKinnon worked his way into the top three? It's going to be a great yeah. story when McKinnon runs away with second place in the MVP voting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know that. Well, and the the Canadian voting block is limited this year. Yep. So this can't be the McDavid, Drysital, Matthews, yeah. like vote bukaki that they would have yeah. preferred it to be. But. But he's doing stupid things up there. Yeah, I mean, like every I night. Have no, I have no issues with like Matthews and McDavid both being in it, yeah. and and how even finishing one two. But I do think like Nathan McKinnon's consistent dominance on on look one of the two best teams in the league. Yeah, pick one, Colorado or Vegas, baby. I mean, these two teams are just <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. Which which one? But McKinnon, like the difference between the two of them. And the reason that you give, or certainly the reason I give Colorado the advantage there, Nathan McKinnon exists. Point streak, everything that's going on right now. The things that he does that no one even looks at, like we were talking about it tonight, right? The four-check play. The four-check goes into the corner, grinds it out, gets that puck out there. I mean, he's doing those things that, you know, aren't put on stat sheets. And how does he get the last point? He's the guy in the zone that yeah. digs the puck out in the defensive zone. Like, we're not talking about him for a selkie or anything. Yeah. We're not getting weird about it. But when you talk about 200-foot play, you talk about what an MVP looks like, what an MVP does. 
I mean, what more does the guy need to do? I understand that he's yeah. not up. He's not averaging three points a game like Connor McDavid has been. I get that he's not gonna. He's well, not gonna push a hundred um, point season no, in fifty six yeah. games. I get that, but his. When you watch him every single night, there's no reason the guy just does shit that other guys can't do. I'm, I'm sorry that McKinnon plays for a competent hockey team that can rely on other <laughs> players to score occasionally. <laughs> like. It's, well, that's why the Oilers are always so deep in the playoffs. Well, it's the most got all balanced team going. in the NHL. Yeah. Because it not only has that high end, but it has the highest scoring defense. It's got like seven or eight guys with 10 goals this year. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's also going to have multiple 20-goal guys. Like, that. And at the top of all of this is Nathan McKinnon. Yep. I almost feel like of all of the MVP-ish seasons that he's had... This, this is, is the most impressive. This one? is the no. most dominant. I don't disagree. that he's ever been. It's just a victim of circumstance that Connor McDavid <laughs> got to go again eight games against Ottawa's goaltending. <laughs> I mean, eight games, eight games against all of those teams. And I've also said that the Avs are in the worst division. Yeah. So like Nathan McKinnon is absolutely <laughs> benefiting from awful, awful is, teams. Like the thing is, the Central is the worst division because it has. Four teams mired, normally the central. Team. I got it, but yeah, you know. four teams mired in mediocrity. Most of the yeah. other divisions have one or two teams that are just disastrously bad. Yeah, that the and, top and players get to take advantage. Northern Nord- division this is year right was, there. It was though. Anaheim. Yep. And but it, Anaheim, like, what's the one thing Anaheim does? Oh, have? look, John Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> and granted, Not the Evs get to. The, did get to play Ryan Miller a couple of times, yeah. but and Anthony Stolarz, yeah, like, Jesus, <laughs> like they they, and really Gibson only had the one good game against them. That one, is, look at that, twenty one three game. and three in their last twenty seven games. Yeah, ridiculous. That's good. I mean, they're five and one against St. Louis. I had I had people tweeting at me opening night after the Avs lost to this yeah. Blues team yeah. that the Avs were not cup contenders because they still couldn't hand, handle the Blues. It's still on Twitter that it's a they're a fake team coming out of the West that they're going to get exposed the minute that they play a real team. Who's the... That's, that's, if they yeah. come out of the West, they have to go through Vegas most likely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the other realist team. Yeah, 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 that's what I'm saying. It's, it's oh, that's hilarious. a lot of super chats. What just happened? Oh. No, those are she his filtered. favorite. Oh, okay. okay. I was like, what? I had the same reaction, and then I saw two repeats and was like, oh, we're good. All right. All right. Good yes. News. Thank you, Kyle, who says it truly is amazing considering a few years ago, abs were historically bad and all the Duchesne drama, no sight of being competitive, dot, 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 dot. Am I dreaming? Look, <laughs> kind That's of. a great way to wrap it up right there. I mean, we should we should absolutely be stressing. Enjoy this. Yeah. This is insanely fun. Yep. Every single night, a, a team that shouldn't do stuff just does it. They are abnormally focused on their goal, yep. which is to win every night. They are abnormally focused on shift by shift, playing the right way, doing the right things. It's imperfect. It's not like you go through every game and... Every single shift, it's like, oh my god, this is a. There's another <laughs> NHL team out there, but at the end of the night, they just rise above. It's a special team doing yep. special stuff, and like when you talk about like the way that we talk about like the glory days of Avalanche hockey, you're living for it a whole right new now. era of you Avalanche are fans. Living it. This is the beginning 
of the glory Probably. Days. Yeah. This is the beginning of something special. Yeah. Like, enjoy this. Yes. It's not just about what happens in the postseason. That absolutely matters the most. But you should have fond memories of how this has happened. You... They went from a 48-point season to game 82, which was a ton of fun, to being a, a an eight seed that housed a one seed to then being the top a top seed <laughs> the next year and then like destroying Arizona like people have I've seen people consistently dismissed because the Avs only got to the second round the last two years but it's like four teams in the NHL have have gotten to the second round the last two years the Avs are one of them and, and the Avs were literally one goal away from the third round is it does, yeah, it, does this stem from the Avs coming in, winning the cup? But then, like, think about it. After they won the cup in 95. 96. Yeah. But then, you know, there was second round exits, things but, of that well, nature. Until, like, yeah. if you go back, and it's funny because you talk about the glory days, yeah, right? Yeah. There was a first round loss to Edmonton <laughs> in there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. It's, it's hard to do. Like, there's no guarantee. The Avs clinched postseason. There's no guarantee they get uh, yeah. past St. Louis or Arizona or, or Minnesota or whoever the hell they end up playing in the first round. Like, there's no guarantees. Yeah. Enjoy this. Blaze, how old were you in 2001? In 2001, I was 21, 22. Uh, we're going to pretend you were 20. Okay. So that I can say that this is the best team in anyone on this podcast adult life <laughs> that the Avalanche have had. <laughs> I mean, I did watch them win the Stanley Cup in Look, 01 in Mexico. To be, oh, to, to so be. I was 20. So yeah, 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 I was totally 20. 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, because I was drinking at the bar in Mexico. I was cool. <laughs> I was six years old. Oh, oh no. stop! We've got people in the comments saying that too. Put put, put 2001's team against this team right now, and Ooh. tell me who wins the seven game series. Oh, in the modern era? I can't definitively say. No, in the modern era? Yeah, of course the Evs would run circles around them and skating and stuff, but, like, if you're truing your best to adjust for, like, how good they were against their competition, that's a great series. Yeah. <laughs> like, the one thing that the old one team has, without a doubt, in spades, no question about it, is Patrick Waugh. Yeah. Agreed. The greatest goaltender ever. Yeah. I mean, Wow, we are getting everyone just uh, saying how old they were in 2001. <laughs> and, well, and the variety the like, of people fans age are watching so YouTube. Cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, we've Blaze's got age. We've oh got a God. few. We like, have a few older. And I don't I don't like like by and large. I'm like this isn't yeah. like, this is like data. This isn't yeah, like yeah, me yeah, dunking yeah. on anybody. Yeah. Yep. The yeah. reason but dunking reason, on me. The reason that I'm saying this, the reason I'm saying is like this is the glory days for a lot of these people. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is a whole yeah. new feeling. And I let me tell you as as and and Broncos fans will understand. Broncos fans my age will understand. <laughs> when you win it as a kid and when your team wins it as an adult, it is a very different feeling. Yep. Especially when you were a kid in Denver in the mid '90s, where the Avs won the cup and the Broncos won two Super Bowls, yep. and then the Avs won another cup, and, great. and the was Rockies part parcel with existence. The Rockies <laughs> were the, the fastest expansion team to ever make yep. the postseason, and the Nuggets were the first eight seed to ever upset a one seed. You just thought shit like this happened. <laughs> you just 
It's like it's like anybody that anybody that grew up in Boston in the last like twenty years, right? Yep. You just win championships. Yeah. Just championships is just yeah. like part of life. <laughs> but now that the Avs like went through a decade where everything sucked, where they had false starts, they had oh, false hope, goodness. where they have a draft class that we're going to talk about on tomorrow's PBS <laughs> 2009. They have Matthew Shane, Ryan O'Reilly, yeah. and Tyson Berry from one draft class. Wow. From one draft class, they get two. They get a number one and a number two center. Yep. They get they get a guy that would end up becoming their highest scoring defenseman in franchise history. Like, and it, they got nowhere. <laughs> They got nowhere. They won one fluky-ass division title on the last day of the season because the Blues always choke. Like, they won one they and then lost in the first round. They got – there was nothing. And now this team, consistently on the ascent, just it, – it's been a straight line up. I didn't know Randy was alive the last time the Leafs won the Cup. <laughs> it's – wow. 19. <laughs> This is a special group. It is. It it's is. a special group. And Knights, Knights like tonight I, reinforce because this is a no Miko Rantanen, no Philip Grubauer. They're on their they're on their second. No, they're on their third third goaltender of the season. Yep. Okay, their third third goaltender. Yep. Doobie, they're missing, who looks like they're he's missing in their, great shape. Their top goal scorer, like <laughs> Jonas Jonas Donsko is having like a career year. <laughs> missing in action and they come out of a weak break against a team that absolutely has to have points it's team chemistry you got and they just make it happen you've got it you've got a some of that is the locker room is a great place to be well right and now. can i i just want to say it's such a beautiful thing that so when i was young like everybody loved the abs i, I didn't know any better as a kid and post 16 17 watching the avalanche fan base grow and become uh, i don't want to say it's the premier team in colorado because it's always going to be a bronco sports town it just sure. is yeah but it's been a in my adult life i don't remember the buzz around this team and same and the new generation of fans that are just pouring in is it's so awesome to see it's dude the 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 Brad Francis's and the yeah. Eddies of the world yep. like that next wave of <laughs> of diehard Avs fans that yep. are going to take our jobs in ten years. <laughs> yeah, straight up, those are going to be the guys that do that are doing what we do, like that next generation. It's awesome to see them be a part of this and get to be connected with them, as well as of course the people that remember. You know, the people that remember what it was like when... Before when YouTube. Sackick scored, what, 18 <laughs> goals in their first playoff run. Yeah. And, like, us not having the proper context. Yep. To of know how that, insane like, that actually is. Oh, I'm I sorry, mean, he did what? <laughs> Before the, like, oh, the Avs are tied going into the third. Well, we're going to lose this game era. Yeah, there was I mean, the Sackick area where you're like, oh, we're down by one going into the third. We're fine. We're gonna like, we're gonna tie it up. Go to OT, and like, they're gonna score and win it. Between Sakic and Forsberg and Hayduk and oh. Tangay oh, and Chris Drury, like somebody's gonna do something special, yep. Yep. and they're gonna be fine. And it, that's where you beautiful. are with this group. Yep. Yep. Hell, arguably the one thing that they haven't done is that is yep. go into a third period against a good team down and figured it and out. Like, <laughs> All right, let's just do some special shit yep. and, and just walk out of here with the win. <sighs> but. 
How do you feel about it when they, because the team the team never trails? I just remember like just bringing up all that stuff. I just remember watching Forsberg when he had the puck and checked the guy. I was like, that's legal. It just like <laughs> my childhood as as an Avalanche fan was legitimately like, oh, the Avs are down three one. All right, Forsberg will do something cool. Yeah, yeah. Like it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it won't matter. So. And especially anyway. in that era, they were just like, again, like what we're talking about, it's a special team. Back then, that was a special team. You have the same thing where it's like you knew something was going on and you're starting to feel it with this team now. Well, and you you started to feel it the, the game three against Nashville, that first round series. They are super overmatched. Yeah. But they... Didn't go away. They they're they're down two nothing, and they could have easily split games one and two. Yeah. They are a comically young team. They're rolling out waiver wire guys, <laughs> multiple guys that they plucked <laughs> off waivers that year, like multiple dudes that other teams were just like, we're, we we can't find room for these guys, and the other like, f this, we're giving them jobs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're and they roll Patrick into the postseason to our top four, and yeah. they. Smoked the Preds that night. The first game and where they were, was it, it the first game where they were? It was game down? three. Yeah, it was game three, and they they smoked the Preds in that game. That's right. And it was like they like, they win that game like five one or something, right? Like yeah. they, they it was easy money, and that building was banana pants. Yeah. And I remember <laughs> standing there. I was standing up in the press box because I wander during games and they yell at me and I get in trouble. And whatever. <laughs> but like. I was standing there nearing the end of the game, just watching the crowd. And you just, there was just a sense of the moment, right? Yeah. Like, it was just like, it's not now. I've got to find. But it's coming. This is yeah. about to be, this is about to be the NHL's biggest freaking problem. Yeah. I've got to. to see it develop over time has just been, I, I, like, this is how you draw it up. Yeah. I've got to find video because there's. Uh, video of me and D-Line uh, <laughs> at the first game where we had gone out and slang shirts in front of the Pepsi Center at that time. As you do. And then took that money to go get seats from scalpers. And that was a game where they were down, I think, 1-3. And they came back and won it in OT that first game. And after the game, there was something special going on. I mean, like, people are just screaming, coming out of the Pepsi Center, like, chanting. Didn't end up the way that I wanted to, but never does. Sure, but I mean that—that that is the beginning of what this team has become now. Yeah, like game eighty-two. Yeah, was like oh, yeah. that was that that's, was really the moment. That's, that's the, that game. That's yeah. the inflection point, yeah. right? Yeah. Because if they lose that game, they miss the postseason. They don't ever get a taste of the playoffs against Nashville. Yeah. They don't ever win those games against Nashville that says, "Holy shit, we could do this." Yeah. They don't ever have that, and then next year. When they got into the postseason, it gets. I remember talking to Alex Kerfoot before Game One, and I was like, "Okay, well, the media has largely, largely picked you guys to lose in five or six games," and he was like, "Okay," <laughs> and I was like, "So, what are your thoughts on that?" And he was like, "My thoughts are we don't share that opinion. We think we can play with Calgary. We think it's going to be a great series. We think that we're going to use." The experience from last year against Nashville as a as a jumping off point, something that we can lean on. And 
Did they ever? After, they, I mean, it was a bad game one. After that, everyone not named Mike Smith got ran out of the friggin' building. <laughs> yeah, Mike Smith was the only reason. Like, two of those games go into overtime. And, like, we kind of forget that because shots in those games were so tilted Blop towards the as hell, yeah. yeah. But, like, two of those games go into overtime, and the series could have easily gone a little bit yeah. differently. Especially if Elias Lindholm scores right in front of the net, right before the McKinnon <laughs> game winner. Left pad lifted, yeah. baby. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so, I'm, I I don't know. I'm, I, I don't know how we ended up in, like, this, like, hype vacuum again. <laughs> I, I genuinely don't mean to, I'd, but. Look, I'm on record. $500 of donations get me in jorts. I don't know what a, it would take to get AJ in banana pants. It, but. What are no? Yeah, that that's what this. I would get. I, I mean, I would. I would get like a Scrubs equivalent with bananas <laughs> printed on them. Like, Dude, people would love that. Ten thousand dollars. Yeah, I, I tell you what, a two hundred dollars super chat, and I'll start looking. Oh shit, that's doable, chat. Yeah, uh, I'll look. Like I'll look. So I did want to. I, I have no idea what kind someone of someone found a banana has. pants romper. Oh Ooh, baby, a, a romper, onesie? a little onesie. <laughs> a little. People, people my size don't do onesies. <laughs> <laughs> we just look like big bowling balls. <laughs> uh, what? I, I I wanted to circle back on. The thing that the Avs never have really done in the third period, and that being they never trail, right? Yeah. So the last couple of years, they have, I, I don't have like minutes on this, but they've gone into third periods trailing less than anybody. Yep. Wow. And so it's like, okay, are, are their comebacks lacking? Yes, they are. But... If you don't ever go into the third period trailing, you're fine. <laughs> That's true. Like, isn't that the preferable <laughs> position? Would you yeah. rather be the Avalanche that close out all of your games? Or would you rather be the St. Louis Blues leading the NHL in six-on-five goals, which may or may not get you anything? Speaking of never trails and being in the preferred position. Oh, God. <laughs> if you need to take care of your happy trail. Ooh. If you need to put yourself as the new golden era below the belt <laughs> manscapes.com can help you out can take care of business down low be like the abs and never trail in the third period in the bedroom get the perfect package 3.0 look always be closing <laughs> all right exactly if you're always closing you're never trailing Perfectly accurate. Always be closing, whether it be on the ice or in the bedroom. <laughs> the lawnmower 3.0 can help you with that. Their toner, their breath mints, their everything they got. They got deodorant. They got they uh, nose hair trimmers. They a care package for everything that you could possibly think of to try and help you up your clothes game. It's, it's hmm. ridiculous. Ladies, it works just as well for you, all right? It doesn't matter. It's called Manscaped, but it womanscapes just as well. Stick or no stick? Yeah, exactly yeah, right. Yeah. Perfect. Manscaped.com. <laughs> Get your 20% off with code DNVR. Get free shipping as well. <laughs> Head on over there. Be sure to use the DNVR code to let them know we sent you because supporting our partners is supporting us. 
We are also brought to you by StravaCraft Coffee, the CBD-infused coffee that has really changed lives. You can get 25% off at StravaCraftCoffee.com when you use code DNVR25. Jump on it now. It's the best deal they've ever had with us. So <laughs> super great there. If you want to try before you buy, you can get cold brew Strava Craft at the DNVR bar as I well. I don't know what one of you just said, but Allie just covered her face with her hand. <laughs> I, did I say something? No, no I was assuming it was chat related. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you think the, the breathments are for? <laughs> That's why I'm saying they've got something. They've got a little something for all the situations. Look, all right. You take care of business below the belt. You pop a breath mint. And then you, you have a little kissing sesh, right? You get back to closing. Yeah. We just refer to it as closing. <laughs> you know what? It, people in the chat have taken every opportunity that you guys have said anything that could possibly turn into a Manscaped read and then just gone off and <laughs> done their own Manscaped reads all Perfect. in the comments all today. It's beautiful. Perfect. Look, I'm, that's I'm, all good and Banana well, but pants? Oh, goodness. The entire they time. Be, they, should be, they should be spending that money on Manscaped so that we can continue to do these reads. Exactly right. Exactly <laughs> I mean, right. If you guys don't spend money on their website, then they won't advertise <laughs> with us and we don't have Manscaped reads to do. Oh, I'm so I'm so happy with what I've created. Uh, I, I'm glad you're happy, Rudo. There Rudo's has to be baby. one of us that's happy with this. Uh, speaking of breath mints and I'm not unhappy and mouth care. I just sometimes wonder how I ended up here. <laughs> Green Mountain Dental Group, one of our longest-standing partners, has their opportunities to get your teeth checked out. Just 15 minutes from downtown in Lakewood, bunch of people, people, people have switched over, and they've all said it's been a great experience with them. When you sign up for a cleaning x-ray and exam, you get a free Sonicare toothbrush. So jump on it today. Get on over there. Experience the awesomeness. Green Mountain Dental Group. Yeah, it's pretty dope. I, we're done with ad reads now. Okay. Um, <laughs> someone asked if this show doesn't finish with closing time, I'm going to be super upset or disappointed. We don't want to get copyright striked, so no music. Uh, yeah. I'll sing it. Rudolph will sing it. call for alcohol. <laughs> and then I, just the, this comment, we can move on. Would it be but it's good a super gift chat. for Father? It'd totally. be a great gift for Father's Day. Totally. Yeah. Your dad your dad still wants to get down with your mama bear, so <laughs> Yo, real talk, the strangest conversations happen once your parents become empty nesters. Like it's real weird. Okay. Uh, Nathan <laughs> asks international codes for Manscaped. I'm pretty sure DMVR works. D DMVR it definitely works in Canada. I don't know about Europe, but Dude, when COVID ends, the DNVR bar is just going to be a revolving yeah. door of, of avalanche diehards coming in and high-fiving us. Right. We're like, going to set up a station downstairs <laughs> for just high-fives. <laughs> There's going to be, like, it'll be split in half, and it'll be a party for the avalanche side and just the funeral for Jamal Murray on the other side <laughs> of the bar. No. No, don't get They're AJ still going. started. They're AJ's... still going. I refuse. The Nuggets well, are winning the chip this year. I mean, Jokic has, they look Jokic good has a little crown. Look yep. at one that. One by one. Dude, MPJ looks good. Yo, yeah, MPJ three-pointers three on <laughs> You only need one quarter on out of them. It's fine. It's true. I mean, it's when, he, when he's firing like yeah, that. It's going to be, if his one quarter is 17 points yeah, every night, he's exactly. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> he's still a great rebounder, so. Yeah, well, Jokic winning the MVP. I, yeah. 
driving hard down the Ags middle of the fans, court too. I know some of you don't care about the Nuggets, but if there's one thing to get behind, it's Jokic for MVP. All right. Yep. You guys should tweet at Brian Windhorst of ESPN <laughs> every single day. <laughs> this is what we should do. We should get. We should. We should enlist Abs fans to tweet at that guy every day oh my to God. make sure that that guy knows who the MVP is. <laughs> Aw, Pete here said, I want to give you guys hugs. These post games and podcast shows helped me out when I wasn't doing well. We are glad to hear that. We appreciate you. I I mean, I'll be honest. The show's helped me out, too. I've gotten so many messages from people who have said similar things. Oh, my God. You guys have been great. What do you think it's been like for us, too? Like, Like, we get to be here and spend all of our time with the community that cares as much as we do. Yeah. Like, I, I... we're gonna we're gonna get into the feels for a minute. Sorry. No, but, I'm, I'm ready. I'm so <laughs> ready. Like, I'm so like, ready. Like Rudo, Rudo and I have spent most of our lives on the outskirts of all communities that we are that we want to be part of. We were we were too nerdy for the sports guys, and we were too sports for the nerdy guys. <laughs> and so we've always just sort of been like in the middle of that Venn diagram, that tiny little strip in the middle where we haven't always had like a robust community around us, and somehow. I don't I still don't necessarily understand how this happened. But like we ended up with this amazing community of you guys. And it, like we wake up every day and get to do this and we are so privileged and so lucky that we get to do this as a living. That we people pay us. Yeah, it's insane. That we it's, pay it's we, legitimately insanity. We pay we pay our bills by getting to do this and it is a thousand percent worth it all the time. Because even though that there are, there are clown shoes that we have to put up with, and we have to live through social media nonsense, like, like this is this is what part of what is making the Avalanche run so special is that we're doing it alongside a community yep. that that cares as much as we do. It's, I mean, I think uh, when I really, really started to realize how important it was to me, it was. In the height of the pandemic, and, like, I've heard from many, many people, like, oh, thank you guys so much for doing the podcast all five days a week when there was no hockey and everything's still going on. And it goes both ways. Like, yeah, there were so many days in the middle of the pandemic when hockey isn't on and there's nothing going on. And you wake up and I'm like, I don't want to get out of bed today. <laughs> I don't I don't want to do anything today. But I get up. And I do the podcast, and AJ and I talk about hockey at 1 o'clock, and chat is in there, chat is involved, and we get done with the podcast, and I'm like, that was awesome. That was worth getting up and doing today. Yeah, and 45 minutes, an hour, whatever. Like, whatever whatever it ended up being, yep. like, it got us through that, too. There were still 23 or so hours left in the day that we had to figure it out, but it was it was it was easy to do with the community. Yep. It was easy to come up with ideas to do stuff because there was a community ready to engage. Yep. And like I've I've talked about this before. Multiple non-avalanche related people have asked me who work at DNVR. Genuinely. Man to man, person to person. I was going to say. Sure. <laughs> Do you think the Avalanche are winning the Stanley Cup this year? And I say yes, because I think they're the best team in hockey. Like, and I think I I just I think they're the best team in hockey, so I think they're gonna win the chip. 
I felt that way about Tampa Bay last year. I felt that way about Tampa Bay the year before. And I felt that way about Tampa Bay the year before that. <laughs> and they got one out of three. So I was happy to be right once. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I've, I, I genuinely don't know what this podcast episode looks like if the Avs win the Stanley Cup. No, that part, I can't even pretend I, to think about I, it. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know what it looks like. Well, how do we have that? I don't know. How do we have it with a bar downstairs full of full losing of their just, minds? Just no have doubt, it in man. the bar like, and just let and it go. Like knowing, <laughs> like, like how much, like, do, do I personally consider myself an Avalanche fan anymore? Not so, not as much. But Avalanche hockey means more to me than it ever has. Yep, it's my day to day life. It has been my day to day life since two thousand and nine. I have been as invested as I, in it every single day from hanging out on forums and building forums and and helping like MHH grow over the years and then help getting you know helping to run MHH briefly alongside Cheryl and all the different things you know my whole background of getting here has been about the Avalanche community I the the community put me here it, like, I wouldn't be here straight up. if the community hadn't put me here, hadn't said, we like what you do. We like what you have to say. This is awesome. We want more of this. My whole life, my whole, every every inch of success that I, I have had as an adult in this industry is entirely because of the community. It has nothing to do with me. I feel that so deep. It's 100% <laughs> because you guys show up every day. To, to say what's up and to, to go through this with us. And it's incredibly fun. Like, do, do I love doing the pod when they lose? No, it's not the greatest because you get you get the hysterics. Yeah. But this is, it's just being with the community every day has been amazing. And the team being good, it just feels like we've earned this. Yeah. We've earned, we've earned getting to have this kind of fun. We have earned the right to to celebrate wins and to, to enjoy it. Look, if the other if the other shoe drops, if they lose in Game Seven in the second round in overtime again, it's gonna fucking suck. It's not gonna be fun to have to do that show again. Yep. But we'll do it, and we'll do it, and you guys will be here, and it's gonna be it. It's not gonna be fun. But we get through it together. Yeah. But it's it, at this point, it's big hockey family vibes. And if they win the cup, you guys are going to see a super, super emotional side yeah, of it. There are going to be tears. There's going to be spear. There's going to be drinks. Legitimately, like, like lots of Uller everywhere. We're going to need reaction cams set up throughout. If they go to chronicle us as if, that happens, if they go to a cup finals like game seven, that entire day needs to be recorded. Like, <laughs> if they get to the Western, if they get to the Western Conference Finals and they have a chance to clinch, that it needs to legitimately be documented for real. Yeah. Um, there are so many people sharing their stories in the comments of of what this community means to them, and uh, you guys got everyone in their feels. This is well, amazing. It's a feely Thursday. We love you all. <laughs> yeah, and, and I mean, like, it's, you just, sometimes you just know yep. when you're in the midst of something you're going to remember forever. Yep. I remember, I, I, for better or worse, <laughs> I, I remember the game in Patrick Waugh's last year 
where Minnesota, their direct competition for the eighth seed in the postseason, came in and I said, this game is going to define the Patrick Watt era. And they got blown out. Yep. And they lost all the games down the stretch and they were totally irrelevant. And Patrick Watt yeeted. And I remember that. I And I remember, I remember when it happened and thinking, we're going to remember this. We're going to... We're going to carry this one for a while. Yep. And all of the failures across abs hockey over the last 10 years or so have just sort of added up to that's why this is as fun as it is. That's why this community, it's, it's so fun to spend the time with this community. It's so fun despite all of that, despite getting kicked in the nuts over and over and over and over. (laughs) I literally This is not an exaggeration. I literally have nightmares where I hear the ping. Oh, my God. From Nito Niederreiter's overtime game seven winning goal. I only just watched it for the first time ever since it happened live. I watched the replay of it the first time ever yesterday. (laughs) Because I finally felt like emotionally I had gotten through it. (laughs) That the abs are good and I'm I'm going to allow myself to enjoy this. I'm going to continue to do my job. And be objective. Yep. But if you're asking me, am I rooting for the Avs to win the Stanley Cup? The answer is fuck yes, I am. <laughs> because Hell I yeah. want to experience that yeah. with all of you guys. Hell yeah. And it's, I really want to experience it I, with these two guys. Uh, and look. And Evan, where I, I badly want Evan to be here for Evan, that. Evan's coming We're in dragging bar. his ass to the bar. <laughs> he can sit right there if he needs to feel comfortable. <laughs> only, of course, only if it's a road game. If they're at home, I will be at the yeah, arena yeah, yeah, watching yeah, that happen. I am yeah, sorry, yeah. but. Yeah, I just. It, it's it's going to be. It's. It's awesome. And and I think that's part of the greatness that we're experiencing is there's many of us who survived the dark times of the avalanche, but there's also so many new bright faces that don't know the pain of being a team that misses the playoffs entirely. Or or watching a super team like the one with Solani yeah, and Korea. Just underperform the entire entirely. season. Yeah. And then just flame out in the postseason yeah. and then it was over. I re- All that oh. excitement. And then it was just gone. It was just over. It was so amazing. You're like... What? What? Paul or Korea? or what it what it was like the day that Chris Drury got traded away? Yeah. You know, like yeah. like stuff that like like takes little pieces of it, you and he, you just never and, get them back. And dude. I'm so excited for the new generation to even experience the pain like that because back then the pain last year. Yeah, back. Mm-hmm. I mean, even with Chris Drury, like Chris Drury was on track to be a Colorado legend. Yep. Like yep. that dude was Mister Clutch. Yep. And then it was it was gone. That was it. It was over. Like it was unfair. Yeah, <laughs> exactly there's, right. There's, there's a reason why when you talk about worst trades in Avalanche history, that's the number one. That's yep. the one. It's the thing that everybody who was around for that era comes back to. Yep. Um. I, that pain was real. It still is. So you have a, a lot real. more super chats and everything like that. Danny Utes, Avs fans, I love you guys. You guys are such a huge part of helping me get through tough days. Go, Avs, go. We've got Scott saying DNVR family needs to be a shirt. Um, <laughs> it's a family of shirts. People, <laughs> people are asking if you will pull out the jorts for the parade if the Avs win. The Avs, I'll, I'll wear jorts to the parade if the Avs win. Yo, and if, the Avs, if, the Avs, if the Avs win a cup, I'll wear a fucking banana one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I do not. 
not care. That's, <laughs> I mean, we're talking, we're talking best case scenario. <laughs> and then, I, don't, uh, I don't care what I, is happening I, that time. I won't. I'll be too drunk that day to know what I'm wearing. So. <laughs> I don't. Um, can you guys sell mini models of Evan's couch? <laughs> we should sell. We should sell a super niche DNVR Avalanche sticker pack. Oh my god! Where like one of the stickers is, is like his couch. His couch. <laughs> that would be amazing. And like, like the real ones will know. People will like, be like, "Is that like a friend?" Yeah. Like the random, the random people that'll come to the bar will be like, "Oh, cool! Like absolutely. Like why is this like? What is this couch, couch doing here?" <laughs> but like the real ones will know. DNVR Lego sets. You guys are amazing. Um, we've got someone saying here. Brendan said, "I'm a new Avs fan this year. I love the Rockies and always loved baseball. But after seeing the Avs live in Buffalo last year, changed my view of hockey. I look forward to every post game. Oh See, that's man, amazing. Yeah. Like, that's, that's so awesome. That is a great story because like." Watching hockey on TV, you know, like it's it's like cool, like it's it's, it's, it's fun. It's whatever. The first time that you go to a oh, real hockey amazing. game and feel the energy, and especially there, if you're down low. Yes, and you just <laughs> really Unreal. feel the speed of it. Yes, because if you're sitting like up in like a press box, it has a very similar feel to watching on TV. You're far enough away where you're like, oh, I'm comfortable with this view. But if you're down by the glass and you feel the speed of it, yeah. it's life changing. Yeah. There's. I, there's something special about an indoor arena too. Uh, oh yeah, they the said noise. they were a baseball fan, and I was a baseball fan growing up too. And going to Coors Field is incredible. Yeah, but the few times that that place actually sells out and yeah. like the crowd is actually Rockies fans and not half Cubs or Cardinals <laughs> fans, it's amazing. It, it's deafening, and it's still not it's the same. Not, when when you're in a sold out Pepsi Center and the Avs are good and it's a big game. Kale McCarr's first game. Your, <laughs> yeah, favorite sure. memory, honestly. And the ceiling, the, you can, the energy in that building. There's nothing in the world like it. There's legitimately, the entire crowd is right on top of you. Everyone is losing their minds. Dude, his it, first shift. I'm getting nerd the chills whole, just thinking the about whole, it. The like, whole building. Yeah. Kale McCarr gets on the ice for the first time in the whole building. It was it just, electric. It like, makes like this weird, inexplicable noise. Yeah. <laughs> because it wasn't, like, it wasn't like a crowd of people being like, woo. What it happened was like, first shift? I can't remember. It, <laughs> he comes, he, well, he jumps onto the ice and he, like the whole building just starts yeah. buzzing. It was. It sounded like, it sounded like. 18,000 people yeah. just started humming. 18,000 so people weird. were Michael from the office going, it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was so crazy. And then of course, when he scored, we were all Alex Kerfoot realizing what had just happened. Yeah. That little, the little hop that he does when he realizes it is the perfect embodiment of every avalanche person. When it happened, like the Evan turned to me and he goes, it was Kale! <laughs> it was Kale! Like, and I was just like... <laughs> just, it gives you goosebumps. Like, that Dude. moment, like, without even thinking about it. Just the noise, everyone screaming so happy together. Literally everyone, like, high-fiving, hugging. You're just like, oh, my God, no way. Like, honestly, I miss that feeling so much. I think I will tear up or just be so giddy the next time I get to go to... Ball Arena, like for a full sold out Avs playoff game, like I, I don't know, I will not stop smiling. Like that will be one of the best feelings. (laughs) 
I don't even know how to end a field yeah. pod. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> People are requesting the uh, at, or the Nuggets funky funky music when play when us they out. Win. Play us out, Allie. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. It, I did not know that the pod was gonna go this way. I didn't. Mean <laughs> People are saying it was their Sorry. favorite pod yet. It was the good one for sure. All right, we are playing. It's just the funky While music. She, the funky music. Are we good? You can talk still. You can keep talking. Yeah. Are you? I mean, are you, are you, if you're playing this out, you're good. You got nothing left to say. You guys cool. can hear it. That's that's like a weirdly upbeat for a feels episode to me. But anyway, uh, thank you everyone. Try topping these vibes for nuggets. true, true for watching, listening. However you consume the podcast, just know that we love all of you very, very much. They want you much. to dance. We wouldn't be where we are today without you. So thank you. We hope you'll join us for the rest of the season and every season tomorrow. going forward. Yeah, yeah, we're. What time is it? I don't know what we're doing for tomorrow's show. Yeah, we'll, but we'll see you guys in just a shade over like 12 hours. Literally 12 <laughs> hours. <laughs> Thank you again, and we will talk to you guys on the next one. <laughs>